0: What's up, everybody? Energy is Love Podcast. We love it. We love you guys. Everything about the show is amazing. It's been going incredibly well. We have to thank you guys, thank our listeners for everything that they've done to support us. Remember the challenge. We always throw this challenge out there. If you like the show, go share it. Go tell somebody about it. Tell your friends, tell your family members. Contact us on Facebook. Spread the word. Do everything that you can so that we can expand the energy. And share all these amazing people with as many people as we possibly can. I'm going to say people a couple more times. People, 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 people. people. Purple leader. Go find us online at energieslovepodcast.com. Message us there too if, you're, if you want to be on the show. If you like the show. Maybe you want to be a sponsor of the show. Click on our contact tab and send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. If you like the show, please go leave a review on iTunes. Go rate us on iTunes. That helps us expand the podcast. Helps us spread. Reach more people. that's really what we're all about. We want everybody out there in the cosmos and out there in the universe to learn about the show. So thank you very much. Remember energieslovepodcast.com or go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're out there doing our thing. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Crystal Water Float Spa, located in Twilly, Utah. Go online to crystalwaterfloat.com or to their Facebook page, Crystal Water Float Spa, and learn all about this amazing place. This is where we record all the episodes of the podcasts. It's also where we do all of our floating. We talk about floating on the podcast periodically. We have float stories. We've got all this information out there. This is an amazing experience. So if you've never floated before and you live out in the area, come hop in at Crystal Water Float. You're going to love it. When you hop in at Crystal Water Float, you'll be hopping into the amazing Dream Pod. It's an incredibly high end tank for floating. It's really luxurious. It's really beautiful aesthetically. It's just a beautiful pod, but they're functional and they're amazing. They have lights inside, music that's played. It's an incredible experience of laying back in a Dream Pod. And now, Crystal Water Float Spa is the nation's only distributor of the Dream Pod. So, Maybe you're looking to open up a float center. Maybe you're looking to open up your own spa. Maybe you're incredibly wealthy and you want to put one in your basement. It happens sometimes. Contact Chris Water Float Spa and learn how you can get your Dream Pod now here locally in the US, which is a huge opportunity. It's a great experience. The Dream Pod is manufactured and produced by Dreamwater Float Company. They're a wonderful company located in Singapore. Go to their website, dream pod.com, to learn more about the Dream Pods and then contact Crystal Water Float Spa to get yourself hooked up with one so you can start floating and start spreading awareness and start helping everybody else float out there if you can open up a float center. Remember, crystalwaterfloat.com, Facebook, Crystal Water Float Spa. Go learn more about the Dream Pod at dream com. Thank you very much. Energy is Love Podcast. Podcast 4, pause, 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 the universe. This episode of the podcast is part two of our Soulworks Fair experience extravaganza. July 30th, we were out at Dancing Cranes Imports in Salt Lake City, recording on location for the Soulworks Fair. You already listened to part one. Now you get to sit back and listen to part two. We brought you amazing people in the first episode, and this episode is no different. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to love it. This was a wonderful experience. We loved being at the fair. Remember, you go online. SoulWorks Facebook page, you'll find out, out all the information. The fair itself is held the last Saturday of every month at Dancing Cranes Imports in Salt Lake. It's a really, really, really top-of-the-line fair if you live here locally in the Salt Lake City Valley, or maybe you don't. Maybe you want to travel. We have people that come all over the place sometimes for these fairs. So sit back and relax and enjoy part two of the SoulWorks Fair extravaganza experience for the universe. Enjoy everybody. You're listening to the Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love. The Energy is the Love podcast. The Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love. The Energy Is Love Podcast. The podcast for the universe. The Energy Is Love Podcast. So right now I've got Debbie and Debbie. Like I said, you're going to have to pronounce your last name for me.
1: Gornachek.
0: Corn or Gorn? Gorn. Gornachek. That's not too bad. I could probably do that one. Yeah. So Debbie, you're here today at the fair, performing and doing Foot Zone. Yes. Right. Yes. Wonderful. I want to talk all about it. Okay. Because we like to educate our listeners and we like to expand everybody's thoughts and awareness and kind of plant some seeds and so somebody that's not really um aware of what foot zoning is give them kind of a brief description of the idea behind it and what it is when you work with somebody
1: so foot zoning works on the physical mental emotional and spiritual levels we follow a map of the feet and it tells us what's going on in your body so i'm able to open up signals through your feet and your feet tell a story. So by just figuring out those pressure points, working with essential oils, I'm able to tell you what maybe your body may be lacking in say minerals or things like that. I'm able to tell you um, if you have some issues with um, maybe your um, colon or your heart or kidneys, um, liver functions, things like that. Um, it's
0: actually a physical touch of the feet, right?
1: It's actually physical. Yes. I'm um, t- touching your feet and <laughs> I'm actually, it, it, it really feels like a good foot massage. Yeah. So uh, I would say there's a lot of spiritual things that come up for quite a few people, emotional things. So we tend to store emotions in our organs, in our body. So we're able to um, pull those out and have you um, recognize them so that you can take the process of healing.
0: Is this the only, when I say only, I mean, I think that a lot of times if you're somebody that practices energy work or some sort of healing modality, mm-hmm. that we incorporate a ton of different things. But is is this the main one that you kind of focus on when it comes to work with clients and things like that? Or do you have other ones that you kind
1: of I do, do other ones as well. I do quantum touch and I integrate that in my foot zones as well. So I do the energy work with that. Um, I also um, do access bars. Um, So I do a lot of things with that as well. So it's, I really implement all of that into it. And if you do a full zone with me here at the fair, I just touch on the first and the second zone and there's four zones. So if you do a full zone with me, then at the end we do some energy work and we connect the four bodies together so that they're working in alignment. When you say the
0: four bodies, what are we talking about? The physical,
1: mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies. Beautiful. So when you connect those, then you're in balance. Um, I also work with the chakras of the body so that you know there are those the spinning vortexes in your body that um, if they're out of balance then you can have physical ailments as well as emotional and mental so and spiritual so by working all of those all together it's a great process to start a healing process
0: you know for me excuse me one of the things that as my spiritual journey kind of grew and expanded and i started to learn more and get exposed more and things like that essential oils played a big role And we started to incorporate them and use them and my wife's like my go-to and essential oil guru she's amazing when it comes to she actually does blends and all sorts of cool cool stuff but the realization of wait a minute you can put these on your feet and a lot of times I think that, you'd probably be able to speak better to this, but you can absorb them into your system quicker and faster through your feet as opposed to like even just smelling them or using them on your hands or something like that. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. Um, I've worked, I worked in the medical field for a lot of years and find that topically um, oils and medications that are applied topically absorb into your body. And we find that essential oils are a natural holistic way of um, healing rather than all of the traditional Western type medications that we use. And we're quick to grab that Tylenol off the off the shelf <laughs> yeah. for the Motrin where we can grab an oil that's a lot healthier and a lot better for our bodies. So essential oils are amazing. There are so many different ones and there's different companies, different ones you can choose from. Um, just with a clear intention of, of healing, they're, they're a great way to... Um, to, and they're and they're safe. You can use them on um, on children, and um, you, you know, just
0: they're pretty magnificent. Yeah, yeah. I have so. another question for you. One of these questions I've been kind of asking everybody throughout the day. Um, in your own experience, in your own kind of journey, in your path, and everything like that, what do you find has been the most challenging thing? To as we're sitting here talking, we got Curtis Forbush playing his crystal bowls off to the distance. So <laughs> we apologize if you hear the beautiful crystal bowl, but Um, What's the most challenging thing for you to balance between the space of being connected? And you're somebody that's helping people and facilitating movement of energy and healing and things like that. But then at the same time, you're just a regular everyday person that has their own struggles in life and the stresses and anxieties and things like that. So for you, what is the hardest thing for you to kind of find that balance and keep that balance?
1: Um, Grounding myself is like the key to all of you know, being able to come into that space that I need to so that I'm able to help others, but it's a healing process even for the healer. Yeah. So, um, you know, sometimes if you're not in a great place and you feel like it's you're having a challenging day, that's when I get to zone because I find that it not only heals that person, it's healing me as well. And I find that when I'm healing or zoning somebody, the things and the issues that come up with them are a mirror of what's going on in my life at that time.
0: Isn't that funny it, how that works? It's interesting how that works, so
1: yeah. yeah. So being a healer and and healing others is really a process of healing yourself.
0: For sure. Um, When it comes to foot zoning, is it one of those? Because there's some modalities out there where you can kind of do it to yourself or work on yourself using that, that technique. Is foot zoning one of those things? Absolutely, yes. See, I'm sitting there trying to imagine myself with my feet. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able. I don't know if I had the flexibility or the dexterity to do it. Let's but. just say
1: it doesn't feel as good as when somebody <laughs> else is doing it. And um, and I'm and I'm very fortunate because my daughter and my daughter-in-law are also zoners, and so I I call upon them for zoning. My daughter um, I see her quite often. So that's cool. Um, yeah. And so I zone her. She zones me, and we get the rewards of both of that. So, but yeah, you can zone yourself. Yeah. And I do a lot of energy work on myself. So. The, a work in progress, I yeah. guess you could say. I think we
0: all are. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, we're all I think it's great. We're learning, we're growing,
1: absolutely. Constantly
0: evolving and practicing this whole thing yep. called life.
1: Yeah, is great. So,
0: what's the best way for people to reach out to you and get a hold of you if they wanted to schedule a session or even learn more about foot zoning?
1: Um, uh, here at the fair, we're here um, every month at the last Saturday of the month. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also um, I zone in Heber or Orem. I live in Richfield, so I'm a distance away. But, um, I yeah, you can reach me at um, 435-201-0902 for a foot zone. And um, I'm scheduling um, weekends, whatever. I would work with whatever schedule Very that we cool. can come up with. So Well,
0: thank you so much, Debbie. I appreciate it. We'll let you get back out there and start helping more people and everything. So
1: All right. Thank you.
0: So the fair is going amazing today. We're having so much fun getting the opportunity to chat with and talk with a bunch of different people, not just the practitioners, but all the guests and everybody that's coming and visiting the fair. And right now I have the beautiful Julian Thomas sitting down in front of me. How are you, Julian?
2: I am excellent. How are you Craig?
0: Very, very good. So good. Julian's a really, really good friend of mine. She's somebody that I met kind of through soul works, I guess. That's kind of probably how we met and everything like that. And, um, so tell us, well, it's kind of a cop-out when I say, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> but I'm just going to start asking you questions, Julian, because you're okay. somebody who practices energy work. You're somebody that works with clients. We've done fairs together and things like that over the year. and um, But more importantly, this is going to be a challenging question for you, okay? okay. I Thanks. want you to sum it up, and I want you to boil it down to one of the most important things, just one, one of the most important things that you've learned on your journey in connection with the realm of spirituality and all the other shit that we kind of incorporate into life what's the one most important thing? oh
2: my goodness well craig you totally come into play (laughs) because i remember having that first reading with you and i'm thinking you know i'm gonna hear all these beautiful things and no you helped me to look at the like the stuff i didn't want to look at and that is the biggest thing that i have learned is like looking at that stuff inside yourself and inside your spirit that you have avoided forever. And a lot of people go through this every single day. They keep, you know, ignoring things and to face things and look at them, like everything about your shadow is just as beautiful as your light side. That's been one of the biggest tools I've ever learned. So thank you for that.
0: Well, thank you. (laughs) You're very welcome. And I think you're right on the spot there. I mean, it is, Nine times out of 10, if you're stuck in life, I think if you're having struggles and depression and anxiety and you just can't seem to get into a rhythm with life, it's because you're not looking at your shadow. Yeah. It's because you're not dealing with the stuff that you don't want to deal with. Yes. And so kudos to you because I've kind of Thank watched you. your journey over the last year and things like that. And I mean, in the beginning, we kind I think I reached out to you and I'm like, Julian, can I read for you? <laughs> Because it was one of those things, I was just kind of coming into my own as far as practicing and doing readings for people and things like that. And I had done the fair at that point, I think a couple of times and everything, but I, uh, I wanted more practice. I wanted more experience. And so I really appreciate you taking the opportunity and kind of the, kind of the chance, I guess, the risk, because you're like, sure, that sounds great. And then like you said, it wasn't great stuff. It was dark stuff. Yeah. It was hard stuff to move through.
2: Exactly. But after you do that, then, you know, the excellent feelings can come in and even more intensely, you yeah. know, instead of just feeling life halfway, you know.
0: What's some of the big things that's kind of happened in your life as far as, do you know what I mean? Because the last little bit, it, we don't see each other as often as we'd like to. Yeah. We kind of touch bases every now and then every few months, but yeah. you, you've you gone through big transi- big transitions this year.
2: Yes. Um, oh, just a lot of, a lot of validation of, I've been really doing a lot of work on my inner world, and that has been, I mean, I feel like everyday life is kind of similar, you know, I, I wake up and do, uh, I go to work, and I, you know, I do yoga, or I do this and that, but what's going on inside is just... It's blowing my mind, you know, with <laughs> dreams every night. And, you know, I don't even want to call them dreams because they are intense experiences of me meeting different parts of myself that are absolutely terrifying and learning to love those beings as if they were my kids, you know. That's been what I have been doing for the past year and a half, um, you know, with. I've, I've just been totally discovering myself. Yeah. So It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yes.
0: And it comes with the, comes when I say the negative, I don't think it's the negative, but it comes with the duality of the beauty behind it, but then the shit that you have to move through and things like that. Yes. This is one thing I wanted to ask you too, because okay. I think so many times we get caught up in just the beauty of it, where we just kind of spin in angels and clouds and rainbows and yeah. light and love and everything's wonderful and amazing um, do you find yourself, I guess this is kind of a challenging question now as I start to present it, but do you find yourself sometimes distracting yourself from your shadow still eating today in a sense where you don't want to focus on the negative or in the shit that you kind of have to still move through and you're just dancing in the light?
2: You know what? Yes. Um, because I feel like there's always that resistance of, falling back into those feelings and really sitting with it how you put it but the thing is i feel like at this point um and it is hard to explain but it's almost like my feelings get my attention like my my shadow those parts of me i i can't look away from them anymore and it's because i love them so much um i guess that's how i would put it um it's almost just like one of my children needs my attention because they're upset about something. And so I just stay with them and I tell them I love them and everything is okay now and it's good now. And it just feels like no matter what, I I have the courage now to look at that part of myself. Yeah. You know, so... And I don't feel like we ever get used to those uncomfortable feelings. And I don't feel like we came down here to just experience easy la-la land, you know, angels, (laughs) it's, it's, it's It's hard work. Experiencing all of it, huh? Yes, it is. Yeah, the full spectrum. Yes.
0: You also started kind of coming out and working with clients this past year as well and doing different events. Was that, like, how has that been for you?
2: Oh my gosh. (laughs) It, I feel like it is just a dream come true to work with people and to not only, tell them what I'm seeing from the divine realm about them but more so like I can actually see more now of what their shadow is trying to tell them and show them and I feel like with certain clients um you know it's almost like their shadow is just banging at the door like hey you know I'm gonna get your attention somehow and so I bring that into it because I feel like with the angels there, with, you know, the divine realm there, it's easier to connect. It's more comfortable and comforting to, to connect with them there with your shadow parts too. Yeah. And it, I feel like it's a quick intervention in a way if that makes any sense. It does it.
0: make sense. You've got that <laughs> added support there to move yes, through it.
2: That added love. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
0: What's been one of the biggest kind of Things that you didn't necessarily expect was going to happen, one of the biggest benefits that you gained from working with people and kind of having that space that maybe you weren't aware of was going to actually be a benefit or oh, an
2: outcome? Man. Oh man. You know, you know what? I feel like the most surprising thing, um, surprising experience is that I have been able to help people accept. Certain parts of themselves, aspects of themselves, um, even parts, it's hard to explain, like holding space for that person, but it's more than that. It's almost like my whole expansion has been the most surprising because I didn't think that that was really even possible to keep growing in light or growing in... I feel like growing in knowledge, kind of, if that makes sense. It does make sense. It just keeps expanding. Yeah. Um, And I guess, yeah, just helping people, like, holding their hand while they're going to those places, you know, which is the biggest honor I could ever imagine, you know. And I love it, so (laughs) I don't know why I say that very much. You did. You answered it wonderfully. Okay.
0: (laughs) What would be one thing that you would tell somebody that maybe is in that space where they want to help people, they, you know, read for friends or family, they kind of have this drive, but they're super scared. Like, what would be one thing that you would tell them to kind of encourage them to get them out there to make that leap to try to, you know, start doing it, whether it's full time as a profession or just more than just kind of in the closet?
2: Yeah. Well, I would first of all tell them that I have been there yeah. totally you helped me to come out of you know uh, fly out of the nest of readings <laughs> giving readings but um you know I do remember um I do remember you saying um you know even if you're not healed completely you can still help people in their process and that really That really helped me realize oh hey yeah like I don't have to be perfect I don't have to be um, I don't have to be ascended to help people in their process like I want to help them in any way that I can and I think that when you just either jump in or if you just you just I don't know you dip your toe in or you you know you wade in slowly to that space exactly and I feel like When you do that then you'll learn the pace like you'll learn the tides and it's it's all i would just tell that person that it's all in them and they will know you know and with practice you just understand more and more and more Yeah. so and that they can do it
0: i'm glad you bring it up because i think so many times people that are trying and when we talk about like healing and the spirituality and becoming an energy worker or something like that it's applicable in this realm and in this space, but I think it's applicable across the board. If you have something that you're passionate about, you don't have to be a professional. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be, do you know what I mean, the yeah. highest level of something. It's just a matter of moving into that space and, and and practicing it and doing it. And so, like you said, you don't have to be fully healed in some ascended spiritual master that is this guru professional you can still help people in that space. I think you can actually help people more because of the life experience that you've had and the fact that you're still on your journey. And it's a complete misnomer that the people that, you know, when we sit down with somebody, I'm not perfect in any way, shape, or form. I'm not fully healed. I don't think we ever get to that point. I think it's the journey. It's the process. And so kudos to you for doing it. And I think it's a good point to bring up. If you have that inspiration and you have that drive, then just go do it. Yes. Get out there. I know you have a Facebook page, so throw your Facebook page out so people have a way to contact you and find you.
2: Okay, I think I'm just under Julian Thomas. Um. (laughs) You've
0: got one for the different, like the other aspect of stuff that you do, right? Yeah,
2: that one is Julian Thomas, um, Divine Conduit. Yes,
0: that's the one I was looking for. I'm like, yeah, you do just have your own personal (laughs) page, but you have your little business page too where you promote and you do the things that you do. Yes. So perfect. Well, thank you so much, Jillian.
2: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, sitting down in front of me, I have a beautiful couple. I've got Denise and Ernie Mondragon. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. Good,
3: really good. You're
0: doing well? You're totally going to have to get closer to the mic.
3: Really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you got to get right up into it because we got a lot going on today at the fair. So first off, thank you so much guys for coming on and sitting down for a minute. I know you guys have been busy today. I'm going to tell just a little bit about both of you and then you guys can elaborate a little bit more, okay? Sure. You guys, uh, first off, Ernie, you are all into wire wrapping and crystals and everything like that, right? Yep. How did you get into it?
4: Um, About three years ago, me and uh, my wife were out uh, shopping at a similar store to what we have here and uh, she... uh, grabbed a wire wrapped stone that was not quite as uh, advanced where I'm at now but she says uh, she would love to have something to either one show her customers or uh, sell to her customers that would be neat to um, be part of that and when she bought it I said I wonder if I could do that and uh, one thing led to another and before you knew it, uh, I started doing a little bit here and there. and So in the beginning, uh, it was just
0: kind of a thing to help your wife and give yeah. her the opportunity yeah. to have it something was, to give her clients and stuff? <laughs> it was kind of crazy. That's
4: yeah. cool.
3: In the beginning, I just simply asked for something that he could make that I could sell to my clients or give to my clients so they could remember their readings and so forth. And it began from one simple wire-wrapped stone to trees and wands and necklaces and everything.
0: Were you kind of crafty before or I mean, because I mean, when I say it's crafty, that's minimizing and it. it's much more than just being crafty. But
4: right um, in the beginning, no, um, I've always been interested in drawing. I was always drawing and doing that type of stuff, but yeah. uh, never, uh, never this type of field at all. So it's kind of been a blessing. Yeah.
3: He jokes with me and says, I unleashed the wire wrap monster. (laughs) So
4: without a doubt,
3: I believe we're all given our spiritual gifts. Mine is my intuitive angel readings and his happens to be the artistic crystal wire wrapping. Yeah. He's a natural.
4: It's It's, really beautiful stuff. It's a lot of fun. And it's gotten to the point now where at first it was just um, fun and enjoying it and now i'm on a whole nother path of trying to get more advanced as we spoke about and i'm looking forward to doing a little more advanced wire wrapping now and uh, look forward to doing that and
0: see where it takes off so it's a lot of fun it's always fun when you tap into that creation aspect and you kind of just because it's a i think when we do things like that then you're in that really really good flow of energy Right. And then the universe is just giving you everything and here you go, and here you go, and here you go. So it's neat that you get to see it expand and grow and change. And
4: I think one of the best parts that I enjoy most about it is, is watching the client's uh, reactions when it's done. Yeah. It is phenomenal to see that happen at that point. But, yeah.
0: And that's what's fun for me. For sure. I got more questions about it, but intuitive angel readings. Yes. So. When I say it's typical, I don't necessarily know that it's typical, but it's kind of common in the realm of spirituality when we talk to healers and people that work in energy and things like that, where they've always had a natural connection and a natural draw to it. Was it similar for you?
3: Yes. Since I was a little girl, I felt like the odd one out. Uh I had an imaginary friend growing up and I called her Angela. But isn't that so close to the angel? (laughs) And I think as a child, I couldn't comprehend an angel. So she became my imaginary friend, Angela. And from a little age all the way up, it just increased and increased. You noticed your sensitivity. I started to show someone this and teach that. And what really propelled me was about four years ago. I had been ill, and um, I had taken some say you time had off been work. Healed? Ill. Ill. I had been ill. I had taken some time off work and woke up with this dream saying, "You need to do this," and you're going to call it "Inspirations for Inner Peace." Okay, divine. I'm (laughs) listening to you, but what is this? Um, And then I attended a angel gathering workshop And I had basically what I would call an out-of-body experience. I went to a beautiful place Um, I call heaven. I met angels. I saw things I communed I was given messages and told to come back down here And One of the things that was profoundly told was that I will teach the people and the ongoing joke is I forgot to ask how (laughs) But you naturally learn your gifts come in rapidly and naturally um, And those are my gifts the intuitiveness and I incorporate the angel cards into that
0: very very cool Mm -hmm. Um, I had a question in there that it popped into my head as you're sitting there talking, and now I'm trying to remember I don't know if it's gonna come back or not. That's fine, but when you work with angels or when you work with energy in that kind of capacity, this is one of the things that we try to do on the show. I try to bring awareness to all these different things and give people different ideas and different ways of looking at things. But then I kind of also like to challenge the accepted norms in this community of spirituality and energy work and kind of the new age movement type stuff. Yes. Because I think so many times, especially if you're doing it kind of as your profession where you're out there and you're working with clients and it's your passion and you're inspired to do it. Right. I think a lot of times we come across in a certain light because we're this divine conduit for beautiful energy and we're connected to all this wonderful light and love and da 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 so on and so forth. And at the end of the day, I think we're obviously just regular normal people that go home and kind of have crappy days sometimes and still deal with the same stresses and things like that. So having that said, in your space and in your life, what do you find is the most challenging thing to stay connected to that beautiful flow of energy but then still manage everyday normal stress of life? Does that make sense?
3: Yes, and the difficult thing is as a practitioner, what we teach others, we must work on. Our exactly
0: own. right. We get the greatest advice and then we turn around. We and give the
3: greatest advice, we give out all our energy, we assist with healing, and we just extend all that energy and it just depletes us. Um, but You have to learn to work around that and figure out a way. For me, it's learning to ground. It's being grateful every day, mini meditation, um, and really pampering yourself because it truly does take a lot out of you. Yeah. Um and the word is practice what you preach. (laughs) That's what I like to call it. And when I'm out of sync or out of alignment my husband will be like did you sage did you ground let me cleanse and clear you so it's practice what you preach for sure absolutely
0: do you find that it very much is a practice like where sometimes you do really well and then there's other times where you go through phases and it just kind of is that grind and that struggle
3: absolutely when my life is going through the crisis or it's hitting that bump or a detour i can actually say oh you didn't ground in a week or oh you haven't meditated in two days or You know you didn't cleanse and clear so there's a direct correlation between my own personal happiness and the happiness in my life and if i'm not doing those things then my life starts to get off path
0: yeah very interesting how long have you guys been together
3: since i was 14
0: really long long time i shouldn't say long long time i apologize <laughs> so,
3: somebody once said you guys are still married your poor husband <laughs> no uh i actually owe that to my mom she handpicked him and i met him when i was 14 he's been my only love we've been together blessed 33 years
0: three years yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: 33 Super years
3: cool. and I'm 47. So there you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I'm turning 50. Do you guys so. feel like now that you look at it and you have all this, cause your spiritual journey in a sense into all of this stuff, obviously wasn't your whole life or your whole relationship. You've right. come to it at a certain point, but do you feel like it? I mean, everything to a certain extent is that kind of beauty and the divine sacredness of everything intertwined and the joining and everything like that. But mm-hmm. is there an aspect of your guys's relationship that you really feel, um, I'm rambling here, but if we think about soul contracts and the way that we agree and we're going to come here Do you guys feel like that's the case with you guys? Definitely not happenstance by any means
3: I do and it's based off my spiritual experience with the angel gathering where I went and what I saw and what I was told I vividly remember talking with divine and I remember saying thank you Thank you for my Ernie my husband all these years. He's been there for me all these years. He's comforted me and all these years He's caught my tears And the divine said in the the beautiful loving voice, for yes, it is true, I have sent Ernie to you, and he has been there for you, and he has comforted you, and he has caught your tears, and he has given them to me. That said it all. That said it all. Divine sent him to me and me to him through struggles, triumphs, everything.
0: Yeah, 33 years of marriage isn't easy. Mm-mm. Not at all. It, I mean, I don't care how connected we are to the universe, how much spirit you got going on. Yep. That's a struggle.
4: That's there a is. grind
0: for sure.
3: And when Divine said that, I knew that.
4: Very cool. So I must have a gift somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you lucked out. Without a doubt.
0: So, Ernie, I got a question for you. I'm going to go back to your uh-huh. stones and the wrapping and everything like that. Because sure. I've had you wrap some things for me. Uh-huh. And it's always, I love the way that you do it. I love the way that it turns out you're really, really right. good about it. However, Again. there's times when you're... I'll give you a piece to wrap and you'll work on it or whatever. And you connect to it mm-hmm. and you can pull or gleam information or insight or get a vibration or a feeling from that sure. kind of stone or some, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that something that you, cause that was something I wasn't aware of when I, originally right. met you do you know what sure, i mean absolutely. but that's obviously a very divine kind of right. connection to source and everything like that mm-hmm. is that something that you've always been able to do or did that kind of no, come in it's conjunction actually, i think i've
4: inherited it at that point um in the beginning it was more of uh the challenge of wrapping the stone uh-huh. and and then more and more as i took the stone into a different perspective as far as if it's a amethyst or if it's a crystal or if it's a whatever the stone may be at that point um there's been times where stones are not meant to be wrapped at that point and i never thought that would actually ever be an issue at that point but yeah i've actually had a few of i've just said at this point i cannot wrap this stone I thought it was a little bizarre at first, but then when I started really digging deep down inside and I start to fill some of these stones, um, they they do have uh, certain characters, feelings, values to them at that point, point. and I think that uh, a lot of folks that I've found that I am wrapping stone for, that they bring to me, uh, the value that they have to that stone is way more than what it's been, than just finding a stone, picking a stone, or you know, I have this stone and wanting it wrapped at that point because it becomes more to that person at that point. Yeah. And I feel that at that point. So it's, it's, it's very interesting that I would have never thought that that value became part of that. And, and it is a whole other journey for me on that end without do f- a
0: doubt. Do you feel like uh, in the process of working with these stones and working with the wire wrapping and kind of that the way that it's blossomed and grown and things like that, do you feel like it's <laughs> opened up insight to inside yourself and kind of strengthen your own kind of internal connection to, without a doubt there yeah. is no
4: question at all without a doubt um it's beyond uh, a lot of times what i tell a lot of folks also is when you when you think about stones of all different types uh you got to remember where they come from and where it all starts is in the ground Um, and where it becomes the minerals, the values, I I mean, diamonds are one thing, but when you take a amethyst or a crystal or a quartz or something to that effect, what that stone goes through in order to develop what it becomes, it is absolutely quite amazing when you think about it. I mean, it's unreal uh what journey it takes in order to get into your hands i love that yeah. i have so
0: many ones that are real special to me Sure. And I, you know what i mean and i love sitting there thinking about exactly that yeah. the path and the journey that this stone right started out as yep. and everything that has happened to it to find its way into my hand or and that my part's bucket. cool for me yeah i mean that is super cool that's way neat yeah. well thank you so much guys Absolutely. i really really appreciate it i'll let you get back to work out there in the fair and doing your thing and all that good stuff but uh, Denise, do you have any place online that people can go and find information about you?
3: Um, not yet. We're actually in the process of getting our website up and our Facebook. So you can look us up on Facebook, just Ernie or Denise Mondragon.
0: You guys are also on the SoulWorks page and on their website. Your contact yes, information is there as well. Yes, so Because well. you guys are here every month and yep. Yep. love doing the fair. So we do. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Great. Thank Appreciate you so you. much, Craig. So like I said, this fair's going awesome and great. I know I say that every single time, but it is. It's been a wonderful, beautiful day. And today, or right now, I have the honor of sitting down before Mary Salazar. Mary Salazar actually happens to be my mother. And so thank you very much, Mom. You came into the fair today to check it out. You've come to the fair before and everything like that. And so I appreciate you coming.
5: Well, thank you. It's exciting to be here. Yeah,
0: it's a good event. It's a good It's fair. a
5: wonderful event. It's a lot of fun.
0: So obviously, I know your whole spiritual journey. I know your whole experience. I know everything, of, well, not everything about you, but I know your experience in regards to all of this different stuff. I'm I love
5: a, the fact that you think you know that. <laughs> you know pieces of that.
0: I do know pieces of it. And I'm not expecting you to sit here and tell your life story on the podcast or you know your whole spiritual journey I I have some specific questions for you that I kind of want to ask because I think it'll help our listeners so on your path and on the experience of kind of just the journey and the path into all of this spirituality and all of these different things and everything like that what do you think for you personally what do you think was one of the most challenging things to overcome was it necessarily the, the belief in all of these different cosmic things? Was it incorporating them into your daily life? Or was it really dealing with kind of some of the deeper shadow stuff that you have inside? Or what was the biggest thing for you initially in the beginning?
5: The biggest thing for me as I've journeyed through trying to discover who I am and who I was intended to be is giving myself permission to let go of all of the beliefs and expectations that society has put on me from the time I was a little girl. What I perceived their expectations were and everything that I thought I was supposed to be, everything I thought I was supposed to do in order to be a better wife, a better mother, a better sister, a better daughter, a better member of society. Um, But a lot of it never rang true to my core, to my chi, it just didn't match who I was inside. And I tried for years and years and years and years to be that person that I was told I needed to be. And so for me, the biggest, I guess, breakthrough, the biggest um,
0: aha aha moment, moment,
5: yeah, would be that I get to be who I am
0: to be who you are mm-hmm.
5: and giving myself permission to do that was incredibly incredibly freeing and releasing and cleansing
0: and it it, it it was a it was a it was a journey it was a practice it was something that obviously didn't happen overnight or you know you didn't have one session with somebody that was an amazing healer or practitioner that was something that you had to work out, right
5: i had to work out over a long period of time and i honestly um didn't actually make that final leap until after my father passed away, because I always felt like I needed to be that perfect person. Um, So he would be proud of me. And I I actually ended up realizing that he was proud of me for being just who I am. Yeah. And who I am is good enough. So yeah, it, it was a long journey.
0: Well, we've been doing damn good today with everybody on the podcast with no tears. <laughs> but thank you very much. I appreciate it. Sure. So I have a follow-up question because it's a, it's a beautiful answer. It, and I mean, I think the reality is a lot of people struggle in that space of really accepting who they are, embracing who they are, and then realizing some of the falseness and some of the, you know, the reality is all of those perceptions from society, from our parents, from the outside world, all the labels, all the things that we think we're supposed to be none of that's important. None of that's necessary. It's really at the core of who you want to be, who you are,
5: who you're meant to be. Yeah.
0: Who you're meant to be. So what would be, if you could sum it up in one or two pieces of really kind of key advice, what would you give to somebody who was struggling in that space as far as how do they really embrace that? And how do they really get to that point? What would be some advice
5: for me, it's very, um, I love interacting or rubbing shoulders with other people who are on spiritual journeys. I love learning about all of the different modalities and all of the different beliefs and um, practices out there. And what I have found for me is that there's not one, I'm not ready to drink anybody's Kool-Aid, but there's a little piece of truth in everything that I've learned. And so for me, you can look at it as a tapestry, or um, I'm really big into jigsaw puzzles. I love puzzling and figuring things out. So sometimes I think of it as, oh my gosh, that's another piece to my puzzle, or that's another thread in my tapestry. And I'm gonna take that thread and I'm gonna make that my own thread, and I'm gonna weave it in with the other beautiful threads you know, and some of them are crimson, and some are gold, and some are luminescent, and, and some are matte finished, and whatever. But you weave a little piece of everything into what becomes your truth, your path, your journey, your soul, your—you know, what what rings true to you. And that's what I love. I love, you know, you, I'm never going to finish learning. I'm never going to find, oh, this is my practice and this is what I do every day because every day is different. And um, so to me, that's, that would be my biggest thing is don't, don't try to follow in someone else's shoes, but try to walk along beside them and rub shoulders with them and let some of their essence rub off on you and make that your truth. And then as you're rubbing shoulders with other people, some of your essence will rub off on them and some of your truth will become theirs. But nobody, nobody is meant to be a carbon copy of anybody else.
0: Yeah we're all definitely individuals
5: yeah and all the same yeah exactly thank you you're welcome thank you You I've loved your podcast I
0: know mom's the biggest supporter (laughs) of the podcast it's wonderful
5: it's very fun it's fun to get to listen to all those different people and I like I told you I love being able to feel like I'm connecting to them even though I'm not actually sitting in the room talking to them Um, learning a lot researching a lot I go back online and look up more about each of your guests Um, sometimes I buy their books or sometimes I don't, <laughs> but, um, but I love learning and I love listening. And so I'm glad you're doing it. It's really, yeah. really been fun.
0: Well, it is a lot of fun and thank you very much. I appreciate it. Love you very thank
5: much. Thank you. Love you too.
0: And now sitting down in front of me, I have Rebecca puff path, correct? Yes. Excellent. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Rebecca's one of those people that we've been trying to get on the damn show for quite a while. So I pinned her down and told her she had to come sit on the podcast while we're here at the Works today. So thank you very much.
6: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: So you do some really unique stuff when it comes to the realm of spirituality and energy work and when you work mm-hmm. with clients. I think you do some really amazing stuff. Thank and that's you. why I want you to come on the show so we can talk all about the cool stuff that you do. Aww. But since we're just here at the fair today, we'll give it, we'll give them a little teaser, a little taste of what it is that you do. The first thing I want to talk to you about, first question that I kind of have for you, is tell me how you found your harp. How did the harp find you, your crystal harp?
6: Um, a friend of mine, um came over one day and he said I have something that you have to see and um, when I saw the way that my crystals and my own energy responded to the harp I knew I had to have one I knew it was my destiny I've been working with crystals for over 20 years and I've never experienced anything like that um, as far as amplifying their energy and clarity and they all became so vibrant and bright as did my own energetic field that I knew it was something that I had to bring out into the world and share with the community.
0: It's really amazing. Before I had met you and before I, I had never really heard of a crystal harp before. So you'll hear crystal singing bowls and, um, I mean, there's a lot of sound healing and different vibrational things and whatnot. But the fact that it's it, that it's a harp, I mean, it's really first off aesthetically, it's just beautiful. It Aww, looks really cool. It does, huh? And then <laughs> when you hear it play, and when you play it, and when yeah. you heal with it, it's amazing. Thank you. Was it the type of thing that you kind of just naturally took to to a sense? I mean, had you ever? Um, are you musical and inc- musically inclined, or?
6: I actually went to the Suzuki School of Music for ten years when I was a child, and so. Um, I have that basic knowledge and background and that enables me to find songs within the harp, um, so to speak. Um, each tube corresponds with a different chakra starting with your higher crown which is about two feet above your head and it just aligns the chakras so beautifully. Uh,
0: is that mainly what you kind of use it for? If you're going to I align, on yeah, energetic alchemy. Like
6: it just completely shifts and changes every cell in in my body when I play it, and that seems to be the effect that it also has on my on my clients.
0: And then, what is it made from exactly? Do you know? If it, it is
6: actually crystal that's been heated up to 2,000 degrees and then formed into these tubes. There's a family in Canada. It's called Mine Cristal. Um,
0: they put the French crystal. It, uh, on yeah, it.
6: it's C R I S T A L. So it's like, oh, okay. It must, yeah. it, they're a beautifully uh, family owned company. They have a, a mine out there and they get some a lot of crystals out of their mine so that they decided to create this instrument and they invented. There's actually harps that you can hang on the wall. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, they cover the whole wall. Wow. Whereas mine, I can hold it in my hand, and it, the resonance of mine is astounding. I can't even imagine being in the presence of the one. one. that
0: hangs upon the wall. Yeah, that, that would be, would
6: be cool. sublime. I would love that. I may eventually actually visit their facility just to up see that harp. Yeah. That would be neat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would.
0: But so that's a little bit about your crystal harp. Um, and we're not doing it justice. It's one of those things that you have to feel and yeah, yeah. experience. Yes, you have to that's hear true. it. That's you know true. what I mean? It's, it's a really amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit more. I know that you do a lot of, like you said, you've been working with crystals for 20 years. Um, you incorporate a lot of different kind of, when I say modalities, I think it's, I mean, you incorporate a lot of different things when you're working with people. Do you have one that stands out as far as this is like, Kind of my favorite way to work with energy, or my favorite way to work with a client. My favorite,
6: yes, it does. My favorite way is to get out of the way. (laughs) I, my prayer is always to be the hollow bone through which spirit speaks, and I'm open to any suggestion from spirit, and I just don't second guess it. I just do it. If it seems ridiculous, I don't, I don't doubt, I don't doubt it. I just do it. Um, Every healing is unique every person is unique um even if i have a a client a recurring client every time they come with me or come to me their energetic matrix is different so um the way i work with them changes with every session
0: yeah i don't think people I think people take that for granted. I think so many times we wake up each day in the morning and we think that it's the same damn day or the same <laughs> damn person. day, yeah. Right? And we're just going to move throughout life. Mm-hmm. But I think the reality is we are constantly shifting, changing, right. evolving. Right, especially
6: and so, energetically. Yeah. So...
0: And then, I mean... For me personally, I think that's important to remember not just when you're working with clients or but like for my own space, I absolutely. always think about like okay, this is my spiritual practice. This is what I'm doing. Absolutely. But because my energy is shifting and changing and vibrating so differently at times, I have to mix it up. I have to change it up.
6: Right. It's so imperative to do your energetic maintenance. People don't realize how absolutely essential it is to just tend to the energy, you know, your own energy and and the energy in your home. It's um, so easy easy to get uh, stagnant and it it makes such a huge difference in the way you're feeling in your daily life, even to the dreams that you're experiencing yourself having at night while you're asleep. Um, It makes a difference in your ability to sleep well if you're doing your energetic maintenance
0: so we're going to do our listeners a service here and we're going to give them one key piece of advice in regards to their (laughs) spiritual maintenance what they can be doing to kind of keep themselves in that space on a daily basis what's your what's your two cents there
6: what works for me is i offer um, medicine like uh, my dragon's blood blend is probably my favorite um what that will do is it will banish any negative energy that's residing in your own energetic field in your home um, it the legend is is that you whisper your wish into the medicine before you offer it to the charcoal and as the smoke dissipates it carries your prayer to spirit and it also clears and takes anything negative along with it as it should open a window of course and release so that (laughs) you know so that there's a space for all of that energy to go and you can watch it leave with the smoke and it's very empowering and you instantly feel tons better so whether it's sage or palo santo or dragon's blood or copal or well, my, one of my favorite blends is Bruzino. That's uh, the spirit of peace.
0: That's just a pretty word. What it is it? It is.
6: It's um, a resin that they actually burn when they make ayahuasca. It's from Peru. So. Uh, Bruzino? Bruzino, yeah. Nice. And it, it's just as beautiful as it sounds. The energy of it is amazing. Very cool. Experiment. Don't be afraid to try new things. Find your niche, whatever it may be. And if you don't like smoke... There's plenty of clearing sprays that are available. Um, I offer one, but if mine doesn't resonate, find one that does. Do something uh, to make sure that your own energy is clear. Yeah. It's the groundwork for everything. For sure. In my opinion.
0: <laughs> Rebecca, what's the best way for people to find you?
6: I'm on Facebook, Grid Goddess. It's all one word.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's the easiest way. That's you can stay the easiest up to date. way. And you do events all the time and you're out there teaching yes. classes and helping people Precisely. and all sorts of good stuff. So <laughs> go yes. find your stuff, guys. Rebecca's amazing. Sit down and have a session with her and experience the harp. Like we said, we can't do it justice for the podcast. It's a, it's a really amazing thing. So thank you so much, Rebecca.
2: Thank you, Craig. Everything about your shadow is just as beautiful as your light side.
6: My prayer is always to be the hollow bone through which spirit speaks. I unleash the wire wrap monster.
5: Oh my gosh, that's another piece to my puzzle. Or that's another thread in my tapestry. And I'm going to take that thread and I'm going to make that my own thread. And I'm going to weave it in with the other beautiful threads.